You're listening to the Wine Club Wednesday podcast. Wine never sounded so good. You look as sweeter than a grapevine. We combine like we make wine. Taste yours and you taste mine. We, we the same like great minds. Welcome back to Wine Club Wednesdays. Hello. <laughs> We've missed you. We, we did miss you. Hope you had a good week and uh, we're going to open up another bottle and hang out. Look, the whole purpose of this thing is not just to drink wine, but drink wine with friends. Yes. It's hump day. We've gotten through... The first half of the week, which is always the hardest. So we got this. Yeah, that halfway to the promised land that is the weekend. And I know that some folks don't work, you know, just on Monday through Friday. We get that. So if this is your Friday night, it happens to be Wednesday, that works too. Even better. You know, or if it's your Monday. Go you. We're sorry, but it's still an excuse to drink. Yeah, and you got through it. So it's all reasons to enjoy a, a lovely bottle of wine. Indeed. And speaking of getting through it, we're going to the Whites. We are. Um, so How does this I, make you feel? Um, I have to admit, I'm, I haven't been as excited to partake in this delightful white. I'm going to give you some credit, though, because this past summer has been, the I think, a breaking point for you and white wine. You have coalesced. You have connected deeply with each other. It was out of, I don't want to say desperation, <laughs> but... Um, are tough things going on at the house? <laughs> well, look, it, it, I find it very hard to drink like reds and the type of reds that I love, like some, you know, delicious, I don't want to say it, say but, it. but ballsy and nuts, really delightful, thick wines. Um, Give me some tannins. And I just can't do that. And the summer was so hot. So I was like, man, I got to, and I, I, I have said this before, but I can't drink dirty martinis at 11 a.m. outside amongst others. I don't know. So, <laughs> and just for clarity, Muffin, you don't drink. <laughs> Dirty Martine is 11 a.m. anyway. <laughs> I haven't, but I may want to try. Ooh, like, that could be a fun version of this. Challenge myself to see. I mean, my mouth's watering just thinking about Do it. Do a special Wednesday morning edition of 11 o'clock martinis. I think I would be fine. <laughs> I wonder how your your place of employment would feel about that. But <laughs> No, on a day where I'm not working. Got it. Yeah, I guess I should say that because <laughs> um, I am professional. But uh, anyway, I forget what I was going to say after that. Your relationship with Whites blossomed this summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it did. Um, so I started like getting. I I don't mind like Italian. Like if I have to do a white wine, like Italian Pinot Grigios, mm-hmm. um, nicely balanced. They're really great. Yeah, I, that's really where I tend to go. Maybe sometimes something from Spain. Um, but I also don't mind Sav Blancs from New Zealand. And that's so, where we are today. Yeah. In fact, you have your glass right there. I'm, last time we did this, you started immediately speaking into the glass. So I figured let's wait and then let's give you a pour. There it is, a nice sound. Gorgeous. This is Whitehaven Savion Blanc from the Marlboro region of New Zealand, which I believe is the Northern Island. Uh, yes, it is. Yes. So um, we've been lucky enough, thanks to you, to experience that region and all the different little microclimates that Marlboro has to offer, including the Craggy Range, which is like this specific old river that mm-hmm. got like sort of diverted over like, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. And then it left this interesting minerality, which is what you get in a lot of Sauvignon Blancs, that, yes. that mineral um, flavor that finishes on the palate, which I'm excited to try. I'm all fired up because I actually really like white wines. You do. You love them. Like you will like drink a whole bottle of white wine by yourself. Careful. Not necessarily in one <laughs> sitting. <laughs> Yeah, but, there's uh, usually at least a glass for the next day. Yeah. Uh, I do, and I, I, I'm one of those people who like California Chardonnays as well, which I know is very polarizing. Which that's nasty. It's so. the country music of, of wine, where just everyone feels good about yelling about, sorry, I just said yelling because our cat just screamed at us. Yet again, somebody needs attention. Um, but I like Chardonnays. And if it's you got do. If it's got oak on it, I'm cool with it. It yeah, doesn't so have to be a stainless steel Chardonnay. 
Yeah. What do you think? So you're tasting this first and give us a little bit of your tasting notes and then I'll shut up. Well, look, I, I do not mind the smell of, um, Savion Blancs from, from, uh, New Zealand. You're the one. I am the one. And I know, um, I feel, I don't even know if I want to say on this what it's supposed to smell like, cause it may ruin your, your sniffer. I mean, you know, Hey, we're all hanging out. Like, I think we got to be honest about what some people smell like some people like me. Yeah. Litter box. A kitty, yeah, it's a, a cat litter box. And once you, unfortunately, once you smell that, you can't unsmell it. But, um, but I still choose to to smell more of like the. I get like lime. And you're not wrong, and I get that too. Uh, immersed inside the ammonia of, of cat pee. Um, <laughs> it might be just because we have a cat, and he does a lot of peeing. Uh, and maybe I'm I am the one who's in charge of of altering the litter box from its state of pee. <laughs> Um, cleaning the litter box. That's the term I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, cleaning. <laughs> Altering. Altru- I don't know what's wrong with me. One sip in. Woo! Uh, but I, I love the flavor of it. I think it's especially good with food. Um, yeah. Uh, I actually prefer a Sauvignon Blanc maybe with food than not. Uh, like, yeah. Like, whereas a Pinot Grigio, like you mentioned earlier, I think would be great You know, by itself. Yeah, when you're just order. hot. Yeah, good, bad day on the porch, doesn't matter. I agree. That yeah. Always like, works. I mean, I like imagine this with like shrimp, like grilled shrimp, mm. maybe even fried. I don't know, but. We could fry shrimp. Sure. That but sounds nice. Oysters, yeah, seafood especially. Yeah. But even like something that cuts through sort of the richness and something that we, you and I don't do a good, good enough job of is having a white wine with Indian food, which we love so much, with uh, Thai food that we love so much. We are so dumb. We will walk in. Uh, we have a lot of BYOB places here in Chicago. Um, holler. Very, oh, we're very best. lucky to have that. But we'll walk in with like a full on, <laughs> full red when we know we're going to get the spiciest like vindaloos and like kormas and just like sweat and get no relief. So we're really dumb. Yeah. Here's this giant G- GSM with like <laughs> uh, papaya salad. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we, we don't know what we're doing. But that's why we're doing this. Like, like we're, ed- we're going to educate ourselves. We're going to admit it out loud. That we don't know what we're doing, but we like to drink, and it is what it is. Well, yeah, and again, wine is all relative. So, like, you drink what you like with whatever you want. You know, there's even though like people say like you should do this, like it really doesn't matter. The concept of going to a restaurant and figuring out what you want to eat first and then choosing the wine is something that is new to us. We're trying to figure out that process versus. You know, it was always, let's see what bottle of wine we want. And then, all right, let's figure out what we want to eat. I know. But I also think it's hard for us because we'll order like sometimes pretty opposite things. So, but we always know that we love a, a beautiful, yummy red. Yeah. You know. It's a, it's a thing that binds us. It oh, is. muffin. Yeah, oh, biscuit. Goodness gracious. Well, cheers to you and cheers to Whitehaven. This is a, a very approachable, easy to find, probably, uh, you know, in that same vein as some of the other Sauvignon Blancs that, that's readily available, mm-hmm. which I know we've talked about before in other episodes, is one of the blessings, one of the many blessings we have living in America because we can get wine from literally everywhere. Yes. Nobody else does it. They just are they're so obsessed with themselves. You think we're obsessed with ourselves with the flyovers and the, and the flags? <laughs> okay, there's a little bit of truth to that. But, like, we are open to every wine from pretty much every country, and other countries are not that way. No, they're not. Or they'll really jack up the price. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, a huge... You know those, um, the large bottles of wine? Um, like the Magnums? Yeah. And uh, I forget what country we were in, but it was a, a huge Magnum of the Yellowtail, like, <laughs> that blue label. You yes. know what I mean? That's, like, you know, seven ninety nine. 
Um, and we used to buy when we were young and poor, yes. um, but we have since graduated. But like they jacked that price up on that yes. stuff. I think we were somewhere in Europe, but that's it's just kind of funny. Oh my God. I, I can place exactly where we were and now it's bothering me that we'll have to think about that for a second. Uh, and I think that Yellowtail is actually from Australia. Yeah, of course. Interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, any of that kind of, that sort of simple wines like that, usually you just, you can't find American wines, especially in like Italy. Like if, if you want to drink anything other than Italian wines in Italy, just give up. Or if you want to eat anything other than Italian food in Italy, <laughs> right. don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, unless it's fast food from yeah, McDonald's you, or Burger King. Yeah, you might be able to get KFC, which seems to be the, the, the wide reaching chain all across the world, no matter if you're in Dubai or if you're in... Uh, in Hong Kong, you're going to find a KFC or a Subway. Or Subway. But Italy, it is Italian food or pound sand. It's <laughs> remarkable how like full of themselves they are. They really are. I know, but God bless them. Because you watch even like that amazing uh, show, Stanley Tucci, that uh, Finding Italy. Like Even the immigrants that moved to Italy end up cooking Italian food. <laughs> and they should be bringing stuff from their country, and they don't. They just learn how to make Italian oh food. Oh, my God, you're right. Think about it. Yeah. Don't, I, don't want to I'm buy not, it. I'm not hating. No, look, it's great to I visit for great. that reason. I do wonder, like, living there, do they get tired of pasta? Do they get tired of pizza or, the, you know, sort of the obviously fresh, amazing ingredients that they're cooking with? But Do you think they're all, like, in their apartments quietly making chicken tiki masala? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, like, a, I don't know, what's something very American, some sort of barbecue. Right, making the hamburgers? <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, you'd probably have to hide the smells though. Like, oh my God, did you, uh, the Trabiacci's over there, you know, they're cooking that tiki masala again, <laughs> call themselves Italian. No, it's remarkable. Uh, my boss just went to Italy just a, a few weeks ago and he kind of remarked on the idea that not only is Italian food just, that's all you can get, but when you stay in one region, cause they kind of stayed in the Southern portion of Italy, it was the same menu in almost every restaurant because they don't cook anything that's not from around them. Yeah. So the idea of trucking something from northern Italy, they don't do that. Yeah. So he was very fish heavy and um, like pizzas, like that kind of stuff. He was in desperate southern, for a steak and he just couldn't Italy. find one. Yeah, that's too bad because the, bolon- the bolognese <laughs> from, <laughs> from Bologna and that whole northern area is just delightful. Mm. I don't know. This is, this is really good. and It's not bad. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm telling you, like you're, you're, another two summers from now, you're going to be all in. I think, you know, because at the beginning of the summer, I was like, you know what? Let's do something new. Let's do this. And I, you know, I didn't have a terrible time enjoying it. But by the end of the summer, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, you're ready. I don't want another white wine in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I need all the red wine. And this is the first one you've had really since summer. Yes. And it's been a hot second since summer. Yeah. So congratulations. So, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, and it is a nice one. Um, so I, I'm okay with it. And we're going to enjoy this and we haven't done this yet. And I think we should do more of this. Um, we're having a little bit of a cheese with it. And this is a cheese that we tried in Wisconsin. It is from Wisconsin. So, you know, it's good. It's an old world cheddar aged and sharp. It's called Satori, Sartori. Um, how do you spell it? S-A-R-T-O-R-I. And it's in like blue packaging. Yeah. And it's easy to find in the Chicagoland area. I'm not sure if you can get it elsewhere. I don't know how far reaching that is, but it's like a nice like sharp cheddar, which I think is going to go great with this. I don't know. I haven't had it with I'm it yet. I'm sure. It's going to be so good. But this thing can go good with anything. This would go good with litter box. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, you should try it. Yeah. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> Let your cat really go forcefully <laughs> into the box and then enjoy this lovely aged cheddar. It's white cheddar and that's really good. And yes, uh, I think this is going to be just fine. Yeah, I think so. So we um, we we had we have been to New Zealand. 
We have. You went there on a business trip, which is amazing to say in its own right. I did a little business in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you were there for how long before I got there? I was there. Well, I did a full week of work before you arrived. That's right. And then we had, we were fortunate to make it like a long trip since, you know, it takes a bit to get there. So we did a full two weeks. So I was essentially there for three weeks. Your flight to New Zealand, was that the one where you were in 57A and had the worst like flight ever? No, that was my different one to Australia and <laughs> stabbed me in the eye. That was a terrible experience. <laughs> you were near the latrine though. Uh, yes, I was I was on it, I think. <laughs> you, were, you were inside for, the toilet. For part of the trip, I'm pretty sure. That's rough because that's a, that's a hot flight. Do you remember how long it was? And it's been a second, so that's okay. But it wasn't like 14, 13, 15 hours? Um, I, th- you know what? I think it was close to 17. I feel bad that I don't remember right now. Well, I mean, you probably, you know, tried to block it out cause that's, that's a long time to be in an aircraft. Yeah. But I mean, we were on, um, air New Zealand and it was way nicer. Well, yeah. I mean, we find and no disrespect to the American carriers that uh, get us from A to B in our country. Uh, we find that the international carriers tend to have, especially when you're doing international lean along over the pond kind of flights. It's just a better experience. Oh, for sure. And now that I think about it, I think I did direct from Chicago to Auckland. Mm. So I think that might have actually been a longer flight because my the flight I did um, to Australia was Dallas to Sydney. That's right. Um, so, but anyway, they're they're both very long. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we made it, and it's great. Um, I mean, New Zealand was incredible. Yeah, beautiful, clean, no snakes. Which still, I don't believe that rumor. There has to be snakes there. If anyone has visited or is from there, you know that there's snakes hidden somewhere there. Yes. Somebody like post something on our Instagram, by the way. It's Wine Club Wednesdays, P-O-D. And you can find us on Instagram. Please join. Uh, and post us a picture of a snake in New Zealand. Because yes. uh, they have to be there because Australia has all the snakes. Yes. All of everything bad. They all have. And so they're just right a, a skip and hop away. Telling me that they haven't got Australian snakes over to New Zealand. Impossible. Yeah. And it's so lush and wet and like everything is like thriving for snakes to just take over, frankly. <laughs> so It is lush and wet. Yeah. I'm going to go with the theory that they are there and they are more populous than even the people. Yeah. Well, you planned an amazing itinerary once you were done working. Uh, and it was really cool. Actually, the, the day before I landed to meet you there for us to then like do some exploring, uh, you went to this little like like it was like an island that was just off of Auckland. Yeah. And I do not remember the name of it. Uh, but you went there the day before I got there and you loved it so much that after I landed, you went back with me the following day to experience that little wine region that's right near Auckland. Because it was so cute. It's called Wahiki. Oh, Wahiki. Wahiki. Yeah. And you can see it from Auckland. So like you just take like a little like 45 minute hour ferry over. Amazing. Yeah. And they have a whole bunch of wineries over there. Um, and it's just lovely, uh, like awesome day trip. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt like you were just so far away from a city and yet you, and then of course surrounded by water, this little island that has all this wine was, it was really stunning. It was amazing. So that was a perfect start to what wasn't, I guess, necessarily in our head, like a wine trip. It was like an, about an exploration trip. Like mm-hmm. we really wanted just to see all the incredible natural elements that New Zealand has to offer. Yeah. So we drove both the North and the South Island. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was really neat. And we knew that we were going to stay in wine country for a part of it, which was Marlborough. Yes. Which we, you say that word so well. Th- you know what? Uh, you taught me last episode. <laughs> you said it three times really quickly and you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. So by the third one, you were in. Marlborough. You gotta, I think you got to ignore uh, some of the L. Mar- Marlborough. 
<laughs> no, it's so it's such a terrible word. Word. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's popping over into other words. Well, but anyway, they had great wine. I know that they had great wine, and we stayed at this awesome Airbnb, like amongst the vineyards. Yeah, we woke up and there was like sheep just grazing the land amongst all the vines, and it just had this beautiful view. We had a, a an ocean view, and at the same time, a stunning vineyard view. It was it was pretty special. Yeah. Yes, yeah. pimp, and like in the area that we stayed in, the that area like um, is lesser known than the South Island, uh, which is more known for their wines. So we kind of did something a little opposite. But the reason why was because the Marlborough area is more known for like bigger reds, which as you are maybe catching on to, we're we're larger fans of. We wanted to stay in the land of balls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we found it, <laughs> and and it really had some great big reds. Um, but I ended up really loving uh, some of the whites that they had as well. Uh, there's a reason why the Sauvignon Blancs do really well. Just, it, you know, if you think about an, uh, basically two islands and then surrounded uh, by water, which ironically, New Zealand was like the eighth continent. There used to be eight continents. And then over time, like the seas swallowed up what is now New Zealand. And what remains, those two islands, is the remainder of an old continent. It's just two islands now. It's just like the tips. Just the yeah, just, just the, tips, the tips, which is why it has uh, some of those amazing mountains, and oh. we got a chance to see Mount Cook and 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 get to the very you know almost like baseline of that, and and do some hiking, and it was just covered in snow. It was absolutely stunning. Like we started at the top, mm-hmm. and by the time we made it down to Queenstown, which uh, I mean we'll dive into Queenstown in a little bit, it, we literally saw every single season. We did, yeah, from snowing to summer. Yeah in two small islands and not that far a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how many miles we, we, we drove, but manageable because we would like basically drive three, four hours a day. Yeah. Um, there was one day that was really long Yeah, to Christchurch. Yeah. And it was, and it was bad weather. I think that would have been an epic drive if we had good weather. That's the only reason why it was bad is because I could barely see while I was driving. <laughs> like, yeah. Same. And I was scared for our life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's but, wrong with an international trip without a little near death experience? Exactly. It's normal. <laughs> And yeah, it was, um, and the, so the wine country was great. We also tasted some wines in the South Island mm-hmm. and a great uh, exchange there. And what's so fun is like when you go to some of these tasting rooms, you end up just getting to know somebody and the guy's girlfriend was from America and actually Chicago specifically. Uh, and, you know, and we just kind of connected and talked about the things that we loved about wine and, you know, uh, you know, we held on to his information of course, never connected because life gets in the way. But, you know, you just have these sort of weird micro relationships where like you sit down, you remember a spot, you you have a great conversation over a glass of wine, and then you go about your lives. But that little moment, you always remember it. You're going to laugh. I I have no memory of that. (laughs) I'm like, when do we meet a Chicago couple? (laughs) We met him. He was working at the winery. His, His woman was from Chicago. And, um, it was near Queenstown. It was like North of Queenstown. Oh my God. I have no idea. <laughs> well, anyway, good. It was good wine though. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I love how you just refuted everything I just said. You know, those moments know. in time you never forget and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I feel really bad. I still have no. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I guess we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, I think. <laughs> um, but this is good. This is something that, um, you know, I think as we move forward with this podcast, though, I think we're probably going to need to like maybe not just recommend the wine, but, you know, maybe we'll uh, like share a bite to eat together too. Like not just like some cheese, but you know, we got to figure out what we're going to have with this because well that's a good idea yeah i mean i love cheese with it honestly i would i would crank out a bunch of shrimp yeah or like a nice little pasta not with not a um i don't know something like with a broth not a cream 
Yeah. Like the clam pasta we make. We make a nice little like Ooh, clam juice pasta. That's kind yeah, of great. Yeah, yeah. Open up a couple cans of clam. Just throw it in there. Mix it around. A little With bit of spice. Red chili back. flake. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Okay. We're doing that later. Okay. Delightful. D- a delight. Yes. Um, I don't remember uh, some of the other. We probably should have prepared a little bit more for it. But some of the other wines that we love from New Zealand uh, that were, you know, but they had the, the traditional varietals that you would expect. Including, uh, they had some good Red Zins. I remember that. They did, yeah. I remember the area where we stayed in, um, because of all the minerality of the rocks and stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of the wines in like the Santa Barbara area of yes. California. Um, so Very if you, similar. Yeah, so if you like that type of wine, um, you know, they, they have that. <laughs> and you should buy it all. Legit, all of it. Yeah. That was really great. And we stayed in a few different spots on our way down that were really special. Uh, one, one of them uh, was a place called the Bay of Many Coves. Mm-hmm. And it was just like otherworldly location where the, you had these stunning sort of like, I don't know, not mountains, but sim- almost like mountains surrounded by water and all these little coves in between. And there was this like oasis, this hotel that was nestled in this cove. And it was one of the most incredible experiences I think I've had in a place that we've stayed. It was so stunning. And they did like a tasting or tasting option every evening. You were literally like on a, on an island essentially. So like once, you know, you're pretty much on property, but they had a whole bunch of stuff where you just like do hikes and stuff like during the day. They take, they let you, um, they take a boat and like ferry you over to another place to go hiking and things too. That was Mm. really neat. It was amazing. And then we, um, we stayed at the solitaire lodge on the tip of the North Island, like after we left Auckland, um, which was awesome. Yeah. And like it was in um, the hot springs area. Yes. And you weren't feeling all that great (laughs) at the beginning of the trip. And so you couldn't smell the sulfur. (laughs) Which is so funny. Well, because anytime that we travel for um, holiday, my body knows, it just knows it and will begin to shut down. So on every vacation, I get sick. It just is what it is. (laughs) Brutal. It happens every time. But in this case, it really worked out for me because literally I couldn't smell a thing. My nose was completely stopped up and we were in these natural hot springs and James was like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, can you like not smell this? Yeah, it, it was, you know, that sulfur smell that kind of smells like eggs that have been, you know, just sitting out on the counter for days at a time, which <laughs> is the grossest possible smell. But it was relaxing. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Like, and- like being in the spring itself, you kind of got over it. Yeah. But uh, it was it was a little gross. <laughs> um, and then the other hotel, which like still to this day blows my mind. Um, and the, the little town itself was Queenstown which um, that's the town. And then we stayed at the Spire, which was one of the best hotels. I remember we walked in and because you are who you are, because you're a big wig and you're a big deal in the travel industry, you got like this special upgraded room because they want to like kind of show off to you because of your influence and all the different clients that you work with. And so they just want to make sure that that you have a good experience specifically. And I remember going into that hotel room and it's like, it's big enough to where I like, I ran around and I went, babe, (laughs) look at this place. And I'm, I'm, this town was everything that like a, a, an adorable Hallmark town would be. Yeah. But to scale. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Elegance. It was like in these mountains that were near you were incredible. Um, yeah. And it's when it's a, uh, what's the word? Like a, an adventure seekers town. Yes. So like that's where you do all the bungee jumping and, um, helicopter you know, rides. And- right. Like everything dangerous, um, besides for snake fighting. Cause apparently they're not there. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, but that's the place that like you do like the the silth reeking or wow. Yes. Oh, thrill seeking. Enjoy, enjoy that one. Yeah. And then I remember we had this great lunch. We're right on the little bay that that you're in, and I decided to carve up. You know what? Like <laughs> the pasta up, yeah. looked really good. Yeah, just like anything. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you sit down and you start eye fucking the crap out of all the other food around you, right? <laughs> when you decide what you want to do, so we eat with our eyes. Yeah. And so, uh, and I don't know if. I don't feel like we're uh, as subtle as we need to be when we're at a restaurant. Because I think you and I like crane our necks like lunatics to see what everyone else is eating. And I, I have a feeling people are catching on. I, well, I totally <laughs> agree. But I think we're being smart. So other people should also I mean, do But that. maybe we should do it with a little less, like maybe not have our mouths gaped open. Like maybe not like <laughs> like giant eyes, like cartoon eyes looking at them. Be more cool. Yeah, like chill out a little bit. Like yeah, maybe just look, slowly, subtly look over. All right, that's fine. Uh, and I'm mainly telling this for me. <laughs> However, I remember seeing the pasta and I was like, you know, okay, I'm going to get that. Yeah. And I got excited. You know, we were on a trip and... You know, maybe you eat a little too much, uh, and I did because it was that good. And then all of a sudden, we're walking around the little downtown, and then you're like, "Well, let's 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 go over to this thing here, and we'll take the funicular or whatever up to the top of the hill, so we can have this beautiful view of the mountains," which I thought was a great idea. Until we got there, and you said, "Why don't we hike it?" Well, there was an option to hike it, and I thought it sounded nice because it said it was like maybe a forty-five minute, you know. Little hike, but I didn't realize how strenuous because it was basically straight up. Oh my so god, it was I like feel, a scramble. So I feel kind of bad. Yeah, so what my stomach was doing, it was scrambling. I know, but we made it to the top okay. I have a very bad habit of wanting to go to the top of things when we're on vacation. Yeah, by foot. By foot, <laughs> yeah. Let's be specific. Yeah, so I should work on that. Um, yeah, that's probably good for me. But, uh, yeah, but you know, we did it and we're yeah. fine. Yeah, we survived. Yeah, but I bitched to basically every hiker who was on their way down. You did. <laughs> yeah. Asking like, how long. Is it worth it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> what are we doing? I know. No, it was good though. I liked it. Mm. Oh my goodness. We've had so many great travels and uh, we're so lucky that uh, we can enjoy wine as we do it. So because you're such a white wine connoisseur, like what rank would you give this? One out of 10. One out of 10. For its expression meaning it's varietal or just like for white wine in general just for white wine in general yeah i mean i i agree with you that sauvignon blanc may not be my exact favorite there are other ones that i would probably prefer in the space of sauvignon blanc actually i think this is very capable what i love about these type of wines too is they typically don't try to fix the wine with sugar mm-hmm. it historically it's just the expression of the grape in stainless steel doing its thing um, and so it's got nice acidity to it, but it's not too far into that space. So I'd probably give this a nice like seven and a half out of 10. Oh yeah. So okay. I think this I is, I mean, that's good. And for the price point, like you're, you're yeah. this, this is a Wednesday wine. This is the wine that we can all approach, have and feel good about. I yeah. Think. Okay. You know, but there that's are other white good. wines I like more. I'm, I'm on a Chablis click right now. I can't even say that without like sound like a <laughs> complete douchebag. I'm really into the Chablis right now. <laughs> Because I, I like the mouthfeel. Uh, yes, you do. That Chablis I've, gives you. I have heard this many times. But and I, I love this about Chardonnay as well, because I like how it coats your mouth and it's like it has that red wine viscousness to it without it being um, the red wine sort of tannic and, and power that comes from it, the balls. Uh, but the Chablis got that, but it's it's light and, and it's very fruity. Yeah, <laughs> it is very fruity. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we, we got to do a Chablis here soon. Maybe next week. No, no, Already? not next week. Okay. <laughs> In like three months, we'll do it. Well, we're going to have to, you're going to have to pick the next wine because I, I wanted to make sure that we didn't go too far into the reds. And, uh, and I know that, um, 
you know, I want to give a variety. I think not only for us, because we're trying to do this to challenge ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and, to, and to, to go into new spaces. Um, but um, I think it's, it's, it's only fair that you choose the next one. So since this week was a little bit of a sacrifice. Yes, um, you did. For my taste buds. Good for you, by the way. And You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, I am shockingly going to stick to white. Whoa. However, it's going to be of the carbonation kind. Oh, bubbles. Mm, my best friend, Mr. Bubbles. Yes. You like all kinds of bubbles. Mr. Miss, yeah, Mr. Bubbles, Mrs. Bubbles, <laughs> they bubbles, all bubbles. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you, you won't turn down a white cliff. Oh, are we doing Wycliffe? Uh, I mean, um, no. We, we won't do any Andre. Like, <laughs> let's go. You know what? Why don't we, because it's getting, um, because so I love, I well, anyway, I love all bubbles. So yes. that's just a blanket statement. Period. Why don't we do something unique with bubbles and do um, a gruet? Mm. Do yes. you like that idea? I love that idea. New Mexico. A yes. lot of people do not realize that exceptional sparkling wine is coming from New Mexico. Yes, and it's spelled G-R-U-E-T. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it at the grocery stores because it's always there. Yes. Um, but a lot of times it gets overlooked. It's like in that mid-range between like Vuvs and like Chandon's are always like that $50 bottle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the beloved Cooks and Wyclefs and all that stuff on the bottom Ooh, shelf. Wow. The Gruet is right in the middle. Yes. It's typically always like 18 to 22 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's a really... It, it outkicks its coverage. It absolutely does. It's delightful. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Boy, we'll do that. Okay, fun. And like, you know, we can pop a bottle and celebrate that it's midweek. Um, Heading into the holidays. Yeah. Like bubbles are always so fun to bring over during the holidays or when it's any celebration, honestly. So I think it's a fun one. Yeah. And this isn't one of those bottles of, of, of sparkling that you're going to bring over where it's going to break your bank. Like maybe this isn't as good of a friend, right? Somebody invites you over. <laughs> right. And, and I don't mean in this negatively about Gruet because it's amazing. Yeah. Because in fact, somebody who's not familiar with it will be like, wow, this is like exceptional champagne. Well, it's not from champagne. It's actually sparkling wine. It's from New Mexico, and it's banging. Yeah, I'm excited. Ooh, you're choosing the wines moving forward. Okay, every single one of them. Okay. Well, no, because then I won't get my Chablis. That's okay. We'll be all right. <laughs> Chablis well, is harder to find. You are the better decision maker <laughs> of this relationship. Let's be honest, Muffin. <laughs> all right, biscuit. All right. Well, this is fun. So, Wine Club Wednesday again. You can follow us on Instagram. We'll post uh, a picture of the Gruet. So yeah. this way that you'll be able to see what you want to buy for next week. So you have a little bit of time to do that. And then we'll be able to, you know, grab a flute and cheers each other next week. Yeah. Put that thing in the fridge. Make sure it's super chilled. And let's do this. Ooh, good call. Make sure it's cold. Yeah. You know, we talked about like uh, opening up a bottle of red like 30 minutes, an hour, two hours in advance, whatever. Having champagne and or sparkling wine really cold matters. It does. In fact, take it from your refrigerator, put it in the freezer for like 10 minutes. But don't forget about it. (laughs) So I'm like wide-eyed when you just mentioned that. Or just put it in the fridge right now. Fair. Okay. (laughs) You know, yeah. You know, if uh, if Jeff Sakarian was here, he'd be like, put it in a in a a thing of an ice bath, and then spin it, and put the salt in there. I mean, you can get as crazy as you want to, but just keep it cold. Yes. (laughs) And in the meantime, we're gonna miss you, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.